Coach, I appreciate you joining me on a Monday night. How you doing now? Ah, you know, it was a it was a tough day, but mm. uh, like you said, uh, I want to make sure everyone knows uh, um, we honor all our our veterans as well, and uh, we'd rather not be doing this on on Remembrance Day, but uh, uh, certainly uh, part of the process. It is part of the process. Um, so here we are, 24 hours after the fact. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you have watched the tape. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you didn't want to watch it. But uh, uh, just your thoughts uh, 24 hours after. Yeah, I watched it all a couple times, actually. I like to see uh, kind of where we went off off the rails. It was, uh, it was a frustrating tape to watch. You know, I actually thought still with everything was in front of us till right at the end of the third quarter. And then uh, it did just feel like the train went off the rails a little bit. We hadn't really had a game where we we uh had lost uh by this magnitude and uh, still had a chance there uh up until that fourth quarter and uh that certainly didn't go our way but I'm proud of the way our guys uh played and for the season but I I'm not going to say uh I consider it a successful year um I do think there's lots of things that are good but it's certainly not a success uh, I certainly understand that, and, and and we just heard some comments from Bo earlier today, and 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 Bo understands. He's the star player. He's the highest paid player. He has to be better, and uh, and and he says, "Hey, I, you know, I, I I deserve the criticism. It wasn't a very good game." He said it was his worst game ever. You, you're a quarterback. You've been in that situation before, Dave. Uh, what did you say to Bo, and and, j- and just your thoughts on Bo? Well, you're right. It didn't go his way. Uh, as a a play caller, I got to take a, a, a brunt of that as well. It was a tough day to play quarterback anyway. I mean, uh, they had two plays of 105 yards uh, to Darvin. Other than that, uh, you know, maybe maybe they had 50 yards. Uh, so it wasn't like the other guy was lighting it up either. But you always know, expect Bo to just kind of come through for you. And uh, it's unfortunate. I think his first interception probably should have been a ruled uh, our ball, simultaneous catch. Um, I'm not going to say that I agree with that call and then the second interception was a was a wrong route so and at that point you know you got to kind of uh, think I think Bo felt a little bit snake bitten as well and uh, didn't finish as strong as he wanted to so but it was a tough day I'm not going to say it was his best day but uh, I always feel like Bo does kind of really does take the brunt of things uh, then again as a quarterback that's what it is as, as the head coach that's what it is when you win you get all the credit and when you it doesn't go your way, uh, most of the blame comes to you. So it's part of the deal. It's uh, a little bit unfair, but I know Bo does uh, feel like he needed to play better and could have played better, and maybe there's a different result. We had this question a lot last night, Coach, and uh, I've got a couple of texts rolling in today. Was there ever a thought in your mind to, to just change it up a little bit and throw Nick in the game? I thought about it, but not really basically until about five or six minutes left. And unfortunately, we were kind of uh, behind the eight ball at that point. I... Uh, Wanted to give him one more series, and he we did go down, even though it was the product or most of it of a great play by Donnie Jackson on a draw play. Um, you know, sometimes you're seeing it better than others, and I think Nick is a good quality backup. Uh, I didn't feel like, uh, as, a, as a whole, as offensively, we were um, moving the ball at will anyway, but we were doing okay. It was just a tough, one of those tough days, and, you know, I think the X factor for, for uh, Winnipeg was Strebler. I think he allowed them to just kind of do some different things. And he, he's a missile when he's carrying the ball. I mean, he is in throw one pass. So, I mean, basically they were able to do a different, uh, have another running back in the game, but uh, one that's capable of throwing. And, um, you know, like we just got outplayed. So I'm not really going to say it's one, one play because uh, we had our chance for a couple of interceptions. We don't make them. 
uh, they made the interception, so give them credit. Yeah, true enough. Uh, I've got a lot of great text tonight, and this one came from Kevin, and and since we're talking about Bo, I thought this one summed it up uh, really well for me. He says, first off, uh, thank you to Dave, thanks to the entire organization for a tremendous year of entertaining against a backdrop of abnormalities uh, and high challenges. Uh, Assuming that there was no undisclosed arm problems, and and Bo said there was no arm problems today, uh, Kevin says, it just seemed that Bo was never really confident with his grip on the football yesterday or how it was coming out of his his arm on the throw. My experience in the past with quarterbacks wearing gloves in frigid conditions is gloves can be counterproductive. I'm sure Bo has the latest glove and pouch technology, but other than a possible hand size issue, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the the dramatic change in execution uh, compared to the previous six weeks. Uh, The the cold weather, the glove, does it play into it at all, Dave? Never wore a glove. Um, You know, our cold weather is so dry up here that, uh, you know, the ball's going to be slippery one way or another, whether you're, you know, I had that bad habit of kind of licking my hand, and from what I was told is people would knew it was a pass play, um, but I needed that little extra grip. Um, you know, you're never going to throw it the same, and nor are you going to catch it as well in cold weather. And, guys, it, it was cold. That's still mm-hmm. both teams played in the same weather, though, and that's why it was such a grind and, and such a low-scoring game and until basically the fourth quarter. I think it was 15-14 going in, and, and then they, they, they picked up the last 20 points up. So, you know, I, I think he's done it. Bo has really performed well in cold weather, by the way. But, you know, that might have taken it to the edge of, of what we've played in. Uh, but he has had many tremendous games in the cold, and, you know, I trust him. I know, I know he told me uh, he did have a little bit of numbness in his hand a little bit okay. as far as the cold. Um, try to keep it warm and that sort of stuff. But it's just part of sometimes what you have to deal with. It's crazy because two days before that game, it was just beautiful. And then obviously today, it's pretty darn nice. <laughs> uh, we just got caught in a very cold system there. But both teams played in it, and, and the team that played better won. Well, the other thing that, that came up, obviously, and it came up all season, is, is the running attack. And, uh, you know, uh, it's obviously an area the Stampeders going to have to try to improve in the off season. Although there there were lots of variables as well with Romar Morris going down and Kadeem Carey going down. Um, the fact is, Don Jackson still outran Andrew Harrison last night's game, and yet Chris Streveler and Nick Dembski that was a different issue because they they did win the the ground and pound attack. So just on the running uh, running attack, I guess we're not going to rehash that. But is that an area the Stampeders need to look to improve in the off season? Yeah, we will. I mean, we have to, right? I agree with you. Um... You know, but we don't have a quarterback like Strebler, and not nobody does in the league besides him. And to be honest, we don't have a receiver that's versatile like Dembski. We don't have a guy that has played some running back that we feel comfortable can operate in between the tackles. So uh, what we do have is, you know, we still have a lot of uh, skilled playmakers. We had a quarterback that I still think is as good or better than any in the league. But there, there's only certain players we have, and... To be honest, we didn't have the same arsenal we've had in the past, and that's why we fought and clawed. But you could tell, um, you know, we definitely missed Eric, um, and I think our running game was finding a little bit more footing with Kadeem. Um, but it is the reality of sports. Injuries happen, and we did get some reinforcements back, and I don't really think they played poorly, but not as well as, as maybe the guys that were in front of them. I mean, it was pretty unrealistic to think KJ was going to go in there and play a heck of a game. I know people thought he, you know, maybe could, I don't know, go back in time, but it was great for him to get back in there. But it wasn't a situation that I wanted that, to have a guy that hadn't played any football and only practiced for two weeks 
playing after 15 months, but it was it was forced upon us. That was the only people that had healthy legs and healthy bodies, and I'm proud of him for going in there and giving an effort, but we just uh, weren't quite as explosive or as good as unit as we could have been. The Bombers went with a lot of Wildcat last night. Um, you know, they had the extra week to prepare, number one. Number two, it was their third straight game against the Stampeders. You knew they were going to come up with some different twists. Uh, did that surprise you, or were you sort of expecting the Wildcat? Well, what it does, I mean, whether Strebler's in there or another guy, what it does, it creates one more uh, gap for the defense to cover. So, you know, if you're going to honor the quarterback on, like, Bears or, or inside the tackle run, you have to put another guy in there, and it makes you short elsewhere. Unless you're going to take the free safety out of the middle of the field, and potentially you can give up some trick plays and that sort of stuff. And they've hit those in the past on us as well. Uh, the other thing is if you fit it wrong, if you bring that extra guy and you, he's not used to fitting the gaps, um, then you can get yourself outnumbered, and obviously that's what happened on the last play by Strebler. I thought we competed hard. We we obviously knew that we, we were going to be in a fight. Um, but, you know, we just don't, like you say, we don't have a guy that really uh, fits that mode. So they did have the extra week. I thought defensively they did a few different things, uh, tried to recover. But a lot of it was just uh, man-to-man coverage in the second half, and they covered us better than we ran our routes, and we couldn't find the open guy. And um, they were able to play us. So they did some good things, no doubt, but uh, ultimately it wasn't a surprise. doesn't mean you can stop it, though. Coach, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take our first break here. Uh, if the fans want to get in, if the listeners want to get in, uh, this is your time. Last chance to talk to head coach Dave Dickinson as the 2019 season comes to an end yesterday at McMahon Stadium. 35-14, a loss in the West semifinal. You know the number, 403-974-8255. Easy to call, easy to text. Lots of texts already coming in on the text line. You can give me a follow on Twitter as well at Sports on 770. My email address, jock at 770chqr.com. More with head coach Dave Dickinson when we come back for Tom's House of Pizza. And as you might expect, getting a lot of texts in the text line tonight, uh, anything from we were friggin' awful in this game to thank you, Dave and Huff, for being a model of consistency in this city. We have a chance to win the Grey Cup every year. You two are class acts. We can't win them all. Even the Patriots lose once in a while. We'll learn from this and move on. And then this text came in, Dave. Tough loss, but proud of this team. Lots to look forward to in 2020. And you've said it a number of times. This is a young team. Uh, this is a team, you know, that had so many injuries this year, and you've got to think these injuries are going to come back are there going to be some changes sure there's going to be some changes we know smitty's going to retire we know reggie and trey are probably going to explore some nfl opportunities doesn't mean they're going to the nfl uh, there's always some change but i, I do think that texture is on to something there there is something to look forward to in 2020 well i i think so too i mean i do think you're right uh we were we were very young uh, but some of those uh, some of that was good because we had that high energy we didn't really know who we were. We're trying to fight a little bit. We 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 had a group that didn't give up, and that was what disappointed the most about this last game. Is I felt like we just kind of that last quarter was our worst quarter of the year. Uh, but you know, it's it's one of those things where I think we actually um, overachieved a little bit. Uh, it's just you can't look at it that way once you're there and you got a 12 and six record. You feel like you've had three good games against those guys, and you could have won all three to to lose by 21. It hurts, but. You look back and you definitely think there are some positives. It's just tough uh, one day after getting beat. Yeah, and, and this texture just said, you know, I, and you, you've already alluded to it, I think missing Eric Rodgers in the last few games really hurt. Uh, I hope he'll come back next year. I do believe he's under contract next year, isn't he? You know, I'm not sure what's happening with okay. contracts these days okay. because there's a there's a provision where they can take a peek at the NFL now, yeah. and there's just a lot of things. I don't really get involved in all that on when off-season money is. Um, Huff's 
kind of the pulls the trigger on all the contracts and, and the length of them and, and this and that. We're going to have a meeting on Thursday morning, uh, kind of establish who we think are our top priorities to get back, who's under contract, who we think is going to leave, what free agents we might be able to peek at, uh, really try to lay some groundwork. And uh, we do have some cap space because of all our injuries. Uh, so we should be able to hopefully get some guys signed and, what happens, you sign for 2020, but you put the signing bonus on the 2019 cap, and it can help you, um, you know, hopefully sign a few more players once that free agent uh, uh, deadline hits February 15th. Uh, see, there's some good insight tonight on Sports Talk with Jock. Let's bring Kevin into the conversation. Kevin, you're on the air with Coach Dave Dickinson. Hey, you know what, Jock and Dave, Section G, Section D, Section F, we're there every night. This team is amazing. Uh, Mr. Dickinson has put entertaining football on the field for us every game and you can't win them all um i just say thank you mr dickinson reload let's get after it next year yeah i appreciate it. you know what i i agree i thought i said it a few other interviews um that maybe i've lost my memory a little bit i thought the fan support was as good or better than any we've had the entire i mean maybe five the last 10 years and I think a little bit was because when you went to the games, you knew it was in doubt. I think everybody knew we could win or lose. In fact, um, not to you say you're looking forward to having a close game as a coach, but I think as a fan, you'd like to make sure to, uh, to have a good, solid game. You always want to come out on top. But like I said, we put a lot of time and effort into it. We feel like uh, the guys gave a lot. Uh, we also respect the idea that Calgary is, is behind us and, even with the Grey Cup coming up, I mean, I, I really believe in the CFL, as you guys know, and I do believe that um, uh, the Grey Cup is a, is a something that's so unique to Canada. And people, it doesn't mean mad if they're football fans, they'll be out there. So looking forward to uh, to still uh, putting on a good show and, and uh, getting around football people. That's always still a pleasure for me. Kevin, uh, certainly appreciate that call. Thank you so much. On, on that note, Dave, it's interesting. I just got this text in. Uh, this texter says, when New Zealand lost the Rugby World Cup semifinal to England, someone said the result wasn't what New Zealanders wanted, but it was what was needed for the game. And this texter says, the Stamps loss is in the same vein. The CFL needs to have other teams to be the best, to keep the fans of the other teams interested in the postseason. I know you don't see it that way because you wanted to keep the dynasty going, but I, I, I do get that, and there is going to be a new Grey Cup champion this year yeah and i mean we were certainly uh you know three years in a row in the game mm-hmm. it does seem like it ended early but i have to admit i mean we we worked uh feels like this year was tougher than any other year that i've been associated with it just nothing seemed to be going our way as far as um we just had a lot of fires to put out a lot of holes to fill uh we were working hard at it but it didn't seem like we ever kind of had that formula figured out and when we did it seemed like we'd get another injury or something else would come up so um yeah i mean like i said i think it's a great great year for cfl i mean let's be honest the montreal story was a good story that ended a little bit early obviously with sask and winnipeg are two of our hot markets still playing and and edmonton if they make a run at it uh really could uh could surprise some people and i think uh you're looking at steel town as one of the, the great cfl markets as well so everybody you know there's some good football left to be played unfortunately we're not part of it uh, but we'll still be watching. Yeah, it's funny because I just got another text in. It was a tough game to watch. Still love my stamps, and I think anybody's going to be hard-pressed to beat the Tiger Cats this year. Uh, I, I agree with that. I think Tiger Cats are probably the team to be right now, although uh, there's probably a soft spot for your brother, I would think, even though I can't use the, the team name. 
Listen, I, I I think in football, I mean, they've won a lot of football games, but they've won a lot of close football games. I don't think anyone's going to be intimidated by the other side. Uh, I do obviously think that rest and that bye is important. Um, you know, even our game against Winnipeg, I, I thought they were the fresher team. You could see it in the fourth quarter. Uh, we ended up this year having six games after uh, playing a team off a of bye, and that's very challenging, um, especially with all the, the, the different people we had. So I would think both Sask and, and Hamilton can use that by to their advantage. Winnipeg, in my opinion, is is, uh, is built for the postseason. Uh, they're kind of got all the pieces in place. It's just a matter of whether they can get it done. And I don't think Edmonton has any pressure on them. I think they're basically kind of playing with house money at this point. So they might play nice and free and loose, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, here's a question from Marilyn. Marilyn says, the turnover on the jump ball looks like Josh Huff had the ball. Both players really look like they had it. Uh, what is the what is the actual league ruling on that? I, I know they, they called it an interception on the field. It wasn't, uh, you know, conclusive to overturn it. Is is there a ruling on that when it's basically a tie? And they're fighting for the There ball? is a ruling. That's what disappointed me is that okay. if, it's, if it's a tie, it goes the offense. Um, it does, okay. I think looking at the TV, uh, what what they told me is Toronto thought the def- it hit the defender first. Uh, that that doesn't hold water in my. In, so what? Uh, who had the ball when they went down? There's and there's no way in my opinion either anybody knows who had it definitively. Both were fighting on the ground. Both had their knees on the ground. Both had two hands on the ball. Uh, that should go to the offense. Now Toronto not overturning it. I get that because that's what they do. Um, until unless they feel it's a egregious call, they're not overturning it. Um, but I do feel like they, that's a missed call, something that uh, obviously could have went our way. The worst part of that is then they hit a, a 40-yarder over the top of Trey on the next play, and we lost all our field position as well. It's just part of the, the game. You look back and, and wonder if you could have put a little bit of a nail nail on them there. Um, would, it, would it have been a different result? I guess you'll never know. So, Coach, uh, there really is no off-season. As you said, you're going to get together with Huff on Thursday. And uh, uh, just take us through, you know, obviously you're going to be around town for the the Great Cup festivities. It's going to be good for the city of Calgary. And, uh, you know, hey, we get Edmonton, Saskatchewan here. I think it's going to be great for the hospitality industry, great for the hotel industry. Uh, I don't know who's going to be in Great Cup 107, but uh, I'm sure you're going to be part of the festivities. Yeah, I don't know about festivities. That's a hard word for me to use right now. (laughs) Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I'm you know I'll be around and uh, certainly I'm not gonna you know hide. Uh, I think like you said, I, I'm I'm proud to be part of our team and our club, and I think uh, hold my head high on that type of stuff. And sports is sometimes a little bit brutal, and uh, you know you you just doesn't it doesn't work out for eight of the nine teams. So, um, but the off season for us, yeah, we'll be in all week. Uh, I've got a lot of head start with the players anyway and our staff. We'll back off for Grey Cup week and just kind of like we have to get out of our facilities anyway. We'll reconvene after that, try to get a plan for the off season, and uh, hopefully get get this thing rolling again for 2020. Coach, just on a personal note, uh, I, I want to say thank you so much for all your help all season long. I've really enjoyed this uh, segment with you for Tom's House of Pizza, uh, the coach's show. I think you've had uh, great insight for the fans and the listeners. I think they've enjoyed it as well. So uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll do it again next season. Okay, looking forward to it. Take care, guys. All All the best. And like I said, happy Veterans Day. Thank you very much. Dave Dickinson of the Calgary Stampeders, a special guest here on Sports Talk with Jock for the final time this season.